Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Andrew with Pro New Plumbing on the Pro New Plumbing Podcast, a podcast for plumbing professionals, plumbing newbies. On this episode, what I wanted to talk about was snaking customer sewer lines. And the reason why I wanted to do an episode on this was because the other day, two or three days ago, actually, I got my my Gorlitz, I think it's the Go 62. It's a pretty big machine. It's got a half inch or five eighths uh, spring steel line. And I had it about 65 feet in. Okay. 65 full feet in the sewer line. And I could not get it out for nothing. Okay. Um, I mean, it's been a while since I got my uh, snake stuck in a sewer line, so I figured it's a good time to review different techniques, different snaking tactics, different um, how-tos, and best practices. Obviously, I'm, I'm only giving you my perspective on drain cleaning. Uh, this is based off of, I don't know, a couple couple hundred drains getting cleaned. I live in the mountains and there are a ton of roots, a ton of bellies, a ton of offsets on Orangeburg pipe, on clay pipe, on cement asbestos piping. And I would say the majority of the pipe that I snake is not a new ABS. I mean, obviously new ABS is not going to give you issues or if you're on the East coast PVC, um, the majority of the issues are going to come when you got uh, an old pipe. And the fact of the matter is when you got old cast iron sitting in the ground and you got a lot of ground movement and roots, there's really nothing you can do to stop roots from entering your piping system, especially if the ground is moving and you've got strong trees, they're going to find a way in. Uh, there are some sewer lines that I've com- completely seen the roots just take over that sewer line and go in a good 20 feet in either direction. Um, but anyways, uh, this last, um, I, I would have to say, I think it's a total of four times that I got my sewer lines stuck. And this last time that I got it stuck, um, what I did was, first off, I put it in reverse, okay? You don't want to run your machine in reverse for too long, depending on the machine that you have. You want to definitely be used to the type of machine you have. The reason being is if you do run it in reverse, you run, you have the potential of kinking the line in the reel, um, which happened to me. Uh, I think it happened to me twice. You can kink the line in the reel. So usually when you get stuck in something, you want to put your machine in reverse. Obviously read your instruction manual. You want to run your machine in reverse temporarily for a few seconds. That way you can unwind yourself and unbind yourself from that blockage. There's the potential of the head getting lost in the sewer line. So... Uh, but at the end of the day, it's much more important for you to get your sewer sewer snake out of there uh, than to leave 60 feet of cable in the sewer pipe. So I'm just going to give you a quick summary of what I did. And I kind of, the reason why I'm doing this is kind of, I, want it, I want you to learn from my mistakes. I mean, nobody's perfect. It's just a matter of time until it happens again, I'm sure. Uh, if you snake enough sewer lines, it's just bound to happen depending on what you're snaking. The majority of what I do is like a bunch of bootleg handyman sewer systems 
that were, you know, jerry-rigged or installed like 500 years ago. So, uh, but anyways, showed up to this property, pulled up a bunch of roots, and got my machine set up. I was going through a uh, four-inch, um, uh, a four-inch orange bird piping, and uh, ran my machine in about 30 feet, and I felt I could hear my machine starting to struggle. Once you hear the machine starting to struggle, the instruction manual will tell you this. When you hear it change tone, you want to pull it back and let it work that area, okay? Um, let it work it, let it work it, let it work it. That way you can get those roots out of there, get that blockage out of there. You don't want to stuff it in there because then you're just really going to get it stuck even more so. Um, and then you also have to keep in mind that you could have an offset. So, for example, say you got a uh, two pipe. An offset pretty much is just two pipes that meet up and one is up or lower than the other. So it's really just anything can get stuck on there. And I've gotten my blade stuck on an offset before and just completely broke the blade in half. So you got to be very careful and in tune with your machine. This is why I don't like using machines that have the gear on the front that makes it go forward and backward. I have that gearing on it, that gear mechanism, but I do not like to use it going forward um, because of the fact that I'm always coming across roots and offsets. And if you're using that gearing, it's a little bit, uh, in my opinion, it's a lot harder to tell if the machine is having an issue. So I usually have about, I'd say about a foot and a half to two feet worth of cable out before it goes into the clean out. Okay, and I'm holding the cable with two hands and I'm guiding it in with both of my hands, probably going like six to eight inches at a time. You know, go six to eight inches, go six to eight inches, let it catch up, six to eight inches, let it catch up. Okay, and then once it starts to make a noise, uh, I can feel the cable getting wound up on something or... Um, I can feel the cable um, trying to bind up in my hands. Right away, you got to pull it back and let go of the trigger, let go of the uh, the power. Otherwise, there is a potential that you could just get stuck on something and uh, break the cable, or just get really deep into something you don't want to do. So, uh, anyway, so um, your cable's in there. And um, what I did was I got comfortable. I got too comfortable. I ran it to roots probably like 15 to 20 feet in, okay? And I felt my machine struggling, so I pulled it back, and I ran it forward, and I pulled it back, and I ran it forward, kind of worked that spot. Pulled my line back, and once you know it, I pulled a bunch of roots out with it, okay? So I cleared my line from all the roots and ran some water, and, of course, the water backed up some more. So I didn't get through all of the roots. Um, mind you, this is probably like a 100-foot uh, sewer line, and the total length was about 100 feet. Maybe 120 feet, I don't know. I still haven't gotten all the way to the end. Um, but anyway, so I put my snake back in. I say now I'm at about 50 feet to 60 feet in, and I'm starting to get that feeling again. I'm working it, working it, going forward, going backward, going forward, going backward. And I'm pulling it back now, uh-oh, and it does not want to come out. I'm like, ah, crap. Pulling it backward, pulling it backward. So now I got the gear. I locked on the gear mechanism, so it's locked onto my cable, and I put it in reverse. And it was, this machine is doing all its work to pull it back. And instead of pulling the cable back, it starts pulling the machine forward. 
So I put my foot in front of the machine. I'm doing my best to pull it back. Nothing. So now there's a lot of tension on this cable. You got to be very careful because there's a lot of built up tension. The machine is twisting the cable and the cable's not moving. So I let go of the power and of course it unwinds. The cable starts moving in, in a, a reverse. Okay, so it unwinds. You want to take all that pressure off. And um, so this, this is my problem. I started to feel it struggle and I got too comfortable way out 60 feet in, 50 feet in. And instead of bringing it back, I just continued to work it, to work it, to work it, to work it. And I was getting lazy. Um, and you, you can't get comfortable because when you get comfortable, that's when the snake will take advantage of you. It'll pop out in your face. It'll wind up. It'll bind up. It'll break. So you don't want to do that. Take my advice. Learn from my mistake. And once it starts struggling on something, pull it back. Work it. And don't leave it out there too long because you might get bound up and way too many roots. So, uh, long story short, I ended up busting. My cable literally busted. Doosh! Okay? Cable busted. And um, so now I got probably like three feet worth of cable sticking out of the sewer line. My machine is now useless to me because in order for it to work properly, it needs to be wound up in the reel. I would say at least five, six feet. Um, so now I got an open cable line. All right. Now what did I do? I literally got a whole gallon of soap, laundry detergent, and I poured it all down the drain. Uh, poured it all down the drain. I wanted to create as much lubricant as possible. And um, so a previous time that this happened to me with a smaller snake, this is a snake that I think it was like a quarter inch line. Um, could have been even smaller. It was one of those old school, uh, the, uh, it was a Milwaukee, you know, the general V snake, they have that like snake gun. I had one of those snake guns that I was using on the laundry and it busted the same way. Um, got caught in roots and, um, I ended up having to connect my drill to it, connected my drill chuck to it, tightened it up. And I went forward and reverse and forward and reverse, and I was able to get it free. Um, I tried that same thing on the mainline snake, but the uh, the steel cable was just too thick; it wouldn't fit. In a perfect world, um, I would have had one of those whole hogs that has a chuck with a key that you open and close manually. Unfortunately, I have the Milwaukee whole hog that usually works great because you don't have to use a stupid chuck. But this Milwaukee whole hog has the quick connect um, bits on it. So I can't use the chuck to attach to the snake line. The whole hog definitely has a lot more power, a lot more grabbing power to grab onto the cable, and a lot more horsepower to pull it back uh, when you need to get that cable moving. So unfortunately, I didn't have the whole hog with the manual chuck. Could have used that. So what I ended up using was vice grips. Okay. And I started turning my cable counterclockwise, turning it counterclockwise, turning and pulling with my hardest. It would not come out for nothing. Um, it was not. It was no longer. The blade was no longer stuck, but it was on a fox. It pretty much had a foxtail on it of roots, so I could not pull it back any longer. Um, I, I can continue going counterclockwise, but that was doing nothing. All the soap that I poured down the drain was doing nothing. Um, so what I ended up doing there was um, 
uh, what did I end up doing? Oh, I ended up, uh, I stuffed my camera down the line, and I located the line about 55 feet away, okay? And luckily, it was only a couple feet down. I dug it out. I opened the sewer line. It's all super old orange brick piping. It fell apart like butter, like literal cardboard, like wet cardboard. It fell apart. So this, this entire sewer system just needs to get replaced. Anyways, I opened the 4-inch orange bird piping, and wouldn't you know it, there goes my snake. Uh, I grabbed the snake, and I attached my vice grips to it, and there had to have been, i say, about 10 more feet in the line. Uh, probably like 6 feet in the line. And I pulled it, pulled it, pulled it, and I pulled it so hard that when it finally broke free, I fell over. So, yeah. Now, um, luckily the homeowner wasn't there to see me struggle. But, yeah, that's just what has to get done. Now, what do you do? Do you charge the customer for something like that? Technically, our contract states that if something like that happens, the customer is responsible for our excavation and for the removal of the snake and to pay for it. But, to be honest with you, that just feels kind of grimy to me, you know, uh, charging the customer. And it's just an uncomfortable conversation. Um, I know technically it's their responsibility, especially if in the, if it's in the contract wording, but you know, I came to clear the drain and here I made it worse. So you really got to use your own discretion. Maybe if it was 10 feet deep, that would have been a different story. I had, I would have had no choice. Um, but at the end of the day, I try to make it as easy as possible for my customers. I got a really good reputation up here. And for me, uh, it's not a big deal to do a few more hours worth of work um, so that I can avoid that type of scenario, especially because it doesn't happen very often at all to me. Um, but that is something you might want to think about. If you do any type of drain cleaning at all, do you have a contract in place or a waiver in place so that the customer is responsible, worst case scenario, uh, for that repair? I mean, at the end of the day, they did you they wanted you to router their sewer line to clear their sewer line you didn't want to go there and do that so i mean if you open the door and it falls off the hinges that's not your fault if you're snaking their line and it gets stuck in something that's not your fault being stuck in an offset um whatever the case may be in something that they may have flushed down the sewer system i mean that's not your fault you can only do so much um Obviously, I want to lessen the pain on the customer as much as possible, but at the end of the day, technically, it is their responsibility. So, um, but the moral of the story here is don't get too comfortable, especially when your line is out that far. Um, usually, I try not to go any further than about 75 feet. Once you go further than 75 feet, it gets really risky. You got to take your sweet time clearing that line. These are things that you can do to prevent this from happening to you. First off, Start with a small cutter. Uh, if you use a big cutter, then um, usually what happens, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get stuck in offset, for you to get stuck in a belly, or for you to get stuck in a pipe that has been crushed by roots, by a cement wall, whatever. There are a lot of piping systems that I put my snake in where it's a four-inch pipe, but it actually goes down to like an inch and a half worth um, because it is so smashed. So you got to be careful there. If you put a big blade in there, that's going to happen. Uh, first thing. So, yeah, start with a small blade. Secondly, when you hear your machine struggling, you need to pull it back. Don't push it forward. You're going to get yourself in a bigger mess. Uh, pull it back. 
depending on how far back you are, see if anything's stuck on it. If you pull back those roots, then now you know you got roots in there. Put it back in, work those roots, pull it back, clear it out, back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. I charge my customers hourly. So let's say, for example, if I charge them $249 an hour, um, they get me for a full hour. If their sewer line takes for freaking ever to rooter, then that's not my problem. That's their problem. I did not grow the roots in the line. So... Um, then they need, they're responsible for the extra time that you're going to pay to clear all those roots. So I think sometimes it's easy because, you know, we want to do the best thing for the customer. Obviously we're here to make, uh, to, to make money, but we also do want to do the best thing for the customer because of that. A lot of times I feel like I personally struggle with rushing things. I just want to get in and out and get them done, taken care of. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to do what's best for them. And what's best for them may not necessarily be the cheapest thing for them. Uh, you know, if we got to spend two hours putting a snake down their sewer system, then we got to spend two hours there. So the fact of the matter is, it is what it is. There's really nothing we can do about it. So, um, yeah, use a small blade. What else did I say? Use a small blade. Oh, yeah, don't stuff your snake line in there. Once it starts to struggle, pull it back, clean it, clean it out. You can go progressively from a smaller blade to a larger blade. Uh, and another thing is if you've got a small snake line, like uh, say, for example, you got a, uh, um, I think it's a 5 sixteenths line, and you're running it down the laundry, for example, or you're running it down the waste uh, and overflow on the tub, you got to remember that um, you really maybe in most properties, you maybe got like 8 to 15 feet before you hit a larger pipe, a 2 to 3 inch pipe. A lot of times it's probably less. I would say it's six feet before you hit the toilet, you know, a three to four inch line. You don't want to get your your five sixteenths snake stuck in a four inch line. It's going to kink up very easily. It's going to turn into knots and then you're going to be in a heap of trouble. So when this tub starts backing up, just clear out the tub line. Do your best to clear out that tub line. And um, yeah, clear out that tub line. And uh, better yet, before you even start working on that tub line, do some de uh, some detective work when you get to the property to verify that it's not the main line that's backed up and and um, and it really is just the tub. Because if you need to snake the main line, you don't want to be using a, a tiny snake to do that. You're just asking for trouble there. So, yeah. And then also my other experiences getting stuck, I was at a gym and I ran my snake in. Bam, 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 and it was just all extra uh, bootleg the way they installed the, the piping and the venting. So my snake, it made it very easy for it to go up the vent, and I'd go back and forth, I'd go up the vent, back and forth, go up the vent. And then, wouldn't you know, I went up the vent, and I was being, I was not being, um, I was not actively doing a good job listening to the snake. If you listen to the snake, first off, it's not struggling at all, and it's making a ton of noise banging around in the wall. So that should be the first sign that you're going up a vent. And if you let go of the snake and it starts coming to you, then obviously it's because gravity is coming toward you. So the snake, the weight of the snake line is coming toward you. So that's why it comes toward you, because uh, you're going up the vent. So anyways, it was going up the vent, making a bunch of noise. I wasn't paying attention. And it literally went up the vent, and on that particular building, there was a tarp. I guess they had a roof leak or something. So it goes up the vent, and my snake gets stuck on the tarp. It winds up a bunch of the tarp, and it's just totally stuck. I'm like, oh, my gosh. 
and it got kinked up in my reel. It was a big pain, and it was embarrassing. Luckily, there was only two people in the gym at the time, and I had to make them leave because my snake was so wound up. I didn't want it to uh, just completely, um, you know, unwind in front of them. So uh, what I ended up having to do was I, it literally, like, it got stuck so bad, and um, it wound up in my hands. So I made two mistakes here. I let it wound, oh, did it, did it wind up in my hands? No, it wound up in the reel, and I pulled it out of the reel and pretty much try to unwind it. The, really, there's no way to escape that other than pulling the line out manually. So I had to pull the snake machine out of the restroom, and it was just like laying out across the floor in the gym. And um, luckily, nobody was in there. I took everything apart from the machine and unwound it, and I went on the roof with the ladder and unwound it from the stupid tarp, and I pulled it back. Oh, my gosh, that was such a pain. Uh, but yeah, learn from my mistake. Don't run your freaking snake up the roof. Okay. If it runs up the roof, then you're going to hear a ton of noise in the wall and it's going to want to come toward you. It's happened to me a few times is where it's gone up the roof, but I catch it before it does any damage. Um, you know, I'll run it and I hear noise. I'm like, oh, I think it's going up the roof. So I'll go outside and check as my line is there. If my line is there. Uh, there was a, a probably about a month ago, I was running my snake line through a toilet. Uh, customer said two other plumbers were there and they kept going up the roof. So uh, what I did was I put a bend, two bends in my snake. I put one toward the front about six inches back, 45 degrees. And then probably like two more feet back, I put another bend. And um, wouldn't you know it, I felt, I, I felt like I was getting to a curve and I pulled it back, pushed it forward, and I got past the vent. So there are things that you can do to finagle your snake past different vents, past different fittings, but the fact of the matter is there are some fittings, like super old school um, fittings or vents that you cannot get past. They're like sharp 90s, and they really just were not made to get snaked. And in those cases, I tell the customer, sorry, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I can't snake it here. We're either going to solid clean out, snake toward the house and, and toward the street, or um, we got to remove that fitting and install a new Santee or a new Y, whatever, a new toilet closet, whatever's going to work for the, uh, the service and maintenance that the house needs. Okay, so that was the time I got my snake stuck on the rooftop. Uh, another time, I got my snake uh, stuck. Um, I already told you about the laundry line. I ran my snake in, and um, my problem was... I wasn't, that was when I first started. I did not do enough detective work to, to realize that the problem was in the main line. It was not in the laundry line. The laundry line was the closest and lowest fixture, so that's why I saw it backing up. Anyways, I ran my snake in there. It was a, a small 5 16 cable. I ran my snake in there and pulled back a rag. I put the snake back in, and I was probably like 30 feet in, and by that time, I was already in the 4-inch main line sewer system, and it got stuck. Could not pull it out. It broke my line. I ended up putting my drill on the snake, um, the spring steel, and I went forward and reverse, forward, reverse, worked it, worked it, worked it, and I was able to pull it out. Um, <clears throat> so sometimes you kind of have to finagle it. Uh, see, a lot of guys put vice grips on their line. They hook it up to a drill or hook it up to a, um, a whole hog with a manual chuck. Uh, pour a bunch of soap, just literally gallon of dawn into the line to give yourself as much lubricant as possible to get out of there. 
Um, those were blockages that I was stuck in. Uh, there was another time where I got my main line snake stuck on a, uh, where did it, oh, you know, it didn't get stuck, but I got too comfortable, all right, I had my snake line in there about 15 feet, and there was, it was cast iron pipe, and it was a cast iron pipe offset, so there was, like, no wiggle room, once the blade, and I was using a blade that was too big, instead of using a half blade, I used a full blade, and, uh, the full blade, just one of the uh, blades got stuck between the pipe and the ground um, and in that offset. So it got stuck, and literally, I was going full bore, and it got stuck, and it wound up within about two seconds, and I was not holding the cable as, as strong as I should have been, and it literally just, like, blew up in my face. <sighs> so uh, first thing I did was, obviously, I let go. I took my foot off of the the little power thing, and I turned my face around and just completely let go of the line because I did not want it to smack me in the face. Um, so in that scenario, what I had to do was I had to pull the snake machine back. I had to unravel the line, and it broke the line, actually. That one, it actually broke it. And that was when I was like, that's when I first realized, oh, crap, like this machine is strong. It'll break the line fairly easy. So one of the guys I used to work with, he says he likes using the old machines because instead of there's, uh, the new machines have so much power that instead of uh, getting uh, like tense, they'll just snap the line. So you got to be careful there, depending on how much power your machine has. Um, so yeah, the old machine I used to use instead of getting uh, breaking the line, what it would do is it would just slow down. Um, so the, I guess there, there's an advantage of using the older machine. Anyway, so I ended up, I broke the machine, and I ended up uh, having to, what did I do? Where did I get that? I don't remember how I got that one out. I think I just pulled it out manually. I put vice grips on it, and I just pulled it out, and it came out. Because it wasn't stuck on a ball of roots. It was just stuck in that stupid offset. I'm going through a bunch of broken sewer lines, and I want you guys to understand that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So if you can do everything that you can to prevent this from happening to you, Use a small blade to start. Don't go in lines that are not made for the size pipe. So don't get, don't don't go into pipe that is too big for the line that you're putting in it, in there. Uh, pull back when you need to when you hear the machine struggling. Be one with the machine. That's pretty much what it comes down to. If you're one with your machine, then you can uh, you'll know when your machine is struggling and when you need to pull it back. And uh, when you need to get yourself out of a, a bad scenario. So that's my rant today about using a SIG machine, doing my best not to get it stuck. Learn, learn from me so that this doesn't happen to you. If your machine gets stuck, you can uh, hook it up to your drill, hook it up to a right angle, a whole hog, uh, use vice grips. Um, you can hook it up to a come along. Um, I know some people have actually hooked it up to their winch. And, or the back of their truck, but you don't always have that ability. Ultimately, if you can't get it out, you got no choice. You got to dig it out. You got to put your locator down there and dig it out. I know they do make some heads for for retrieving broken snakes, but I mean, if I mean, I don't know how much good that head's going to do. It's just going to attach to a, a, a head that's already stuck. So um, uh, you could cut the line and then also put a coupling on there and then try it again. Um, that's all I got for you today. If you can think of anything to help any other plumbers, feel free to let me know on my website. 
plumdevhq.com. I hope you guys are uh, having a good week. We're going to start 2023 tomorrow. This is going to be a good year, guys. I'll catch up with you in the next one.